Welcome back to Brain Ablaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy by epileptics for epileptics and their caretakers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this episode, I'll cover why I think it's so important to tell people around you about your epilepsy. If you're new to Brain Ablaze, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone who struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. My hope is that this podcast can provide insights that listeners just cannot get through existing support structures. I've actually lived my life by two standards with regards to the openness of my epilepsy. I was diagnosed with a combination of focal and tonic-clonic seizures when I was just 16 years old. Until my early 30s, I hid my diagnosis from everyone except very close family members. Later, I transitioned to becoming quite public about my seizures. I often say, I'll answer any question you want. To everyone around me. But what set me down the path of hiding my seizures? In nineteen ninety one, I was sixteen. A couple days after having my first seizure, my mother sat me down on the edge of my bed and gave me this advice. Special announcement. Today, the role of mother will be played by David's four-year-old daughter. You must not tell anybody what happened. I'm not kidding. David thinks they're different. You are different. If people know, they might take you away. Now, I don't think my mom was a terrible person. I don't hold any ill will against her. I just think that she was a product of her times, and thus completely uninformed. My mom was a war baby, born while my grandfather fought as a gliderman in an attachment to the 82nd Airborne during the European theater of World War II. One of her first memories was meeting him in uniform at the train station in Buffalo, New York. He lifted her so high above his head that she thought she could fly. That's right, my grandpa lifted his baby far before Patrick Swayze ever lifted his. Prepare to fast forward! Preparing to fast forward! Fast forward! Fast forwarding, sir! Before my mother passed away, I actually asked her why she gave me the advice to hide my seizures. She responded that she just had no idea of what it was to live as an epileptic. Her only reference was an epileptic character in Ken Casey's quintessential but disturbing novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. A true product of the psychedelic 60s, the novel was later adapted to a brilliant film by the same name in 1975. Let's just be frank for a minute, uh, Randall, if you would. Tell me, do you think there's anything wrong with your mind, really? Not a thing, Doc. I'm a goddamn marvel of modern science. The adaptation essentially swept the 1976 Academy Awards, earning five Academy Awards, including Oscars for Nicholson for Best Actor, and another one for a young producer, Michael Douglas. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Yes, that Michael Douglas. 
when one flew over the cuckoo's nest had left theaters in the second half of the Me Decree. Some states in the Union still required that both parties applying for a marriage license declare under penalty of perjury that neither had epilepsy. On July 26, 1990, the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed, which affords protection against a host of new disabilities, including epilepsy. By the time I was diagnosed in 1991, significant battles have been won by Purple Warriors all over the world to fight ignorance and remove stigmas. Still, in a pre-internet world, I took my mother's advice to hide my epilepsy. Averaging multiple tonic-clonic seizures every week, my life grew more secluded as I felt I couldn't share my fight with anyone. Though I had an early interest in computers, I originally chose to enter the field of software development because I was worried that I would continue to be bound to my home. At the time, the industry was one of the few that afforded the ability to work from anywhere. So what ultimately made me turn my back on my mother's advice almost a decade later? First, the mental load of maintaining who knew about my epilepsy and who didn't was just far too great. It is far too much work to maintain a secret. I just don't know how Peter Parker or Clark can do it. It was a lot easier just to announce my struggle with epilepsy to everyone than to worry about who was going to leak it to whom. Second, my tonic-clonic seizures were so prevalent that it was just a matter of time before I had a seizure in front of anyone close to me. A tonic-clonic seizure with company at home? Sure, I've done that. At work? Yep, that too. On vacation to Disneyland? Yep. Gosh. To be fair, though, watching someone you care about experience a seizure is really disturbing. I found that if people are primed with the correct information, they are certainly more welcoming when the chaos starts. I now work in an open office, and I have no problem hanging a poster labeled what to do in case someone has a seizure next to my desk. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Like any other epileptic, or just like many of you, I've certainly lost plenty of friends who just can't handle being around me. It took me a long time to realize how great a filtering mechanism this truly is. A judge of a person's character is what they do under stress. Do they lash out? Do they close themselves off? Do they push you away? The friends that have stayed through the tough times are the ones I pull even closer. The last thing that made me throw my mother's advice out the window was that I now feel as an epileptic it is my duty to continue the fight of the people that came before me. It's not that kind of duty. No, seriously. It's all of our jobs to remove the stigma, advocate for rights, and reach out to the broader world to show how big a problem epilepsy is and the difficulties that we, or the ones we love, face. I can't tell you the times I've heard the comments that can be summed up in little more than they don't have seizures, so they don't understand us. So quickly we fall into the trap of the us versus them. Look, as epileptics, we don't carry the ignorance or stigmas associated with epilepsy. To solve this particular problem, epileptics must reach out to people that hold these stigmas Hopefully by reaching out, they can learn more about us. So if someone shared this episode with you and you are not an epileptic, 
I ask you to subscribe and stick around. I promise we will teach you as much as we possibly know. Also, we're not crazy, we're not possessed by the devil, and we're open to answering your questions. Just ask. And if you are an epileptic and someone does approach you, even if the question seems unusual or outlandish, don't immediately dismiss them. They're making the effort to be vulnerable by showing you how little they know about the subject. Step into the conversation. Thanks again for tuning in to Brain Blaze. We will be back next week with more information about epilepsy. Don't forget to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you liked today's episode, please help us by giving a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you download your content. One small click really does help. See you next time.